0: Not family mystery Christmas Eve 2020 a family vanishes in the middle of the night the front door left wide open both cars in the driveway the table set for dinner the only clue left behind a note saying they're acting of their own free will where did the Knott family go and why I'm Dawn Christensen, and you're listening to the Knot Family Mystery Podcast about the unsolved disappearance of Ray and Carla Knot and their six children.
1: Is the coast clear? Great. Welcome to the secret version of Untying the Knot's. When you first
2: consider changing your family configuration, whether it be divorce, legitimation, a custody action, and whether you thought about it on your own or your spouse has raised the issue, your brain gets filled with an extraordinary amount of questions and an extraordinary amount of emotions.
1: I'm Dawn. And I'm Kristen. And we're going to be answering all of your family law questions in hopes that it will help alleviate some of the unknowns you're wondering about. Welcome to Untying the Knots. Between the two of us, we have 45 years of legal experience. We've been involved in over a thousand cases, including our own. We've handled all types of issues involving families, including same-sex marriages, divorces, custody modifications, and child support. We've had clients who've been married and divorced to each other multiple times, and we've helped people who have been together for as little as two weeks, and those who've been together for over 30 years. Our hope is that you use this podcast like a search engine by scanning through our show notes for the main Untying the Knots podcast or on the podcast tab of our website to see a list of every question that we answer. We will give you the exact time on which episode to look for in both the main version of the podcast and this secret version. How do I choose a lawyer? Choosing a lawyer, you're more able
2: than you think you are. Um, I think you can start out by asking trusted friends, clergy, therapists are always really good referrals for lawyers. Right. Um, therapists more often than not have come across either through their clients or interacted with lawyers personally who they believe represents the approach that is um, consistent with who you are. So ask some therapists for referrals for lawyers. That's a good um, idea. And other professionals, you may have a CPA. you may, may have a mortgage broker. CPAs and mortgage brokers work with lawyers all the time in right. divorce cases. So right. so ask for referrals. that's the number one place you can go to look for lawyers. A lot of people will look for lawyers on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be a good starting point right what we know about the internet is they target us yes they know what we're buying they know what we look at and they're going to feed us the folks that pay for ads yep. and the people that pay for ads aren't always the best lawyers yep so look on the internet but do not let that be the only way you find a lawyer right. um, no fee consultations it's great if you can talk to a lawyer free but you're not getting everything necessarily you're due. Yeah. Um, I think that if, you're, if you don't want to spend the money for an, a consultation, then you may not have what it takes financially to go through a divorce with a lawyer. Correct. Correct. Right. Um, You can look on the the State Bar of Georgia has its own website where you can get names of lawyers that practice family law. You can look at some other associations that either accredit or where lawyers participate based on their level of experience Mm -hmm. and abilities. And one of those is the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. In your own state and other states, they have certification programs as well. Mm -hmm. So, people i think that's always really good people but to also there's some other areas and don't think you know free is free is and sometimes you get what you don't pay
1: for (laughs) exactly you really do you really do and just to add one thing that you said there's typically bar associations in each city or county and when you google bar associations and if you find for example the atlanta bar association you can look for lawyers on there in specific categories for the type of law you're looking for. So that's a good place too. And then once you have have a little idea of who you want to select or who you're going to reach out to, let's write down some questions that you want to ask that lawyer. I always get excited when I have a client who comes in to consult and they're really prepared and they have their questions together that they want me to answer for them. I obviously know what I will share, but this is your opportunity to get information from someone who knows the law, knows what you're entitled to. So take some time to think about what questions you want to have answered when you go speak with someone for the first time. Yeah. What kind of questions should I ask when I first meet my lawyer? How much is this going to cost? No, okay. Before (laughs) we ask that, you may ask, You know, what percentage of their practice is devoted to divorce and custody issues? And remember, we talked about you having written down your priorities. So you want to ask that lawyer if they're proficient and what percentage of their cases deal with the priorities that you've already outlined for yourself. This is an opportunity for you to interview the attorney as well, Don't be intimidated because this person is a lawyer. Yeah.
2: And you also want to find out if you've, you know, depending on the types of assets you have... What is that person's experience with that level of assets? Do they have experience in business valuations if there's a business to value? If there's cryptocurrency, are they right. familiar with cryptocurrency? And have you done discovery in that area? You know, If there are custody issues, you really want to dig into whether or not they have experience in custody. And particularly if there's some of the sub-issues such as substance abuse, mental illness, Um, sexual abuse or domestic violence, you really want to find that out. Everybody will say, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I would ask very specific questions about that. Definitely. You don't want a lawyer who's, just going to blow you smoke and tell you whatever you want to hear. So this is a time for you to try to understand some realistic expectations from your lawyer and ask about possible outcomes based on your specific facts in your life, in your case. So ask that. Ask, how do you foresee this going? How would you handle this case strategically? What would you see as the next step that I should take? And see how that their answers resonate with you
2: yeah because if you say let me just give you an example if you say I want the house I want the business (laughs) I want all his money until he's 72 I want the children and I only want them to see their dad for dinner and the lawyer says to you oh we can get you all of that run run people that are yes 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 and sort of you know that makes sense but This is what the law is. This is what we see in this county. That's the type of interaction you want, which leads to sort of, well, how do I know? I've asked all these questions, and you know, how do I know it's a good fit? And again, I think you got to go with your gut. Yep. I think you need to have thought about um, what do I want? You know, what do I want sort of geographically? racially, class-wise, everything. Do I feel more comfortable with a woman or a man? Right. You know,
1: what do I need? Because
2: this is your partner in this process.
1: It is a very important choice, I will say. And it's not that you cannot change lawyers if you don't realize that this one isn't a good fit, but I think the best-case scenario is you find someone from the outset who can ride with you until the end of the process is is finished. Um, And speaking of process... Ask about what the process will be. Oh, yeah. What can be resolved? How do they work in mediation? Um, is there anything that you would do pre-filing? What are the steps that this lawyer plans to take? Yeah. I think those are all really good things. I, and, I, and I think
2: um, one of the things I'd like to to caution folks about are what you use your lawyer for.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, Don? <laughs> well— they do call me
2: a counselor at law, <laughs> but I'm not a counselor. Right. Okay. Right. I play one on TV, right. and sometimes I do it really well. Right. But I'm an expensive counselor. Yes. Um, so using me or your CPA or your financial planner as your therapist – is not a great idea financially, but also it's not getting you what you deserve. Right. Which is the su- professional support aimed at your needs, right? right? And your therapist, you may have trouble with your lawyer. You may need to go talk to your therapist about your lawyer. Exactly. i was just wondering, what is my expectation when it comes to communicating with my divorce lawyer? How often should we talk? Um, what is... The best way to stay updated and ask questions. That's a great one to ask. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What if your what if your client says that they want to email you every day whenever they have a new thought that comes up because this we acknowledge is a very emotional process. What do you tell that client, Dawn? I tell them that's probably not very cost effective.
2: Sometimes what I tell them is to put it in an email every two or three days or once a week. Let's set up a phone call acting as if everything is an emergency. Um, one, everything is not an emergency. It right. feels like an emergency. It does. And that is why having all these other people on your team is so important to help you handle the anxiety that is produced. By a very difficult situation. Um, so I, I think that being mindful, like everything has a cost to it. And, and, and it the thing that people inevitably ask me about choosing a lawyer is how I keep the cost down. Right. Well, the way you keep the cost down is that you get efficient at communicating. Yes. Right. Um, that you're not processing necessarily out loud. If you are, that's fine. But just know that's not going to go towards your goal of keeping the cost down necessarily and then there's so much for the lawyer to sift through to get to the bottom of what were her priorities because there's so many issues now
1: right and that's why it's again so important to have done that pre-work before you come in to this process because it's very emotional it's very taxing and you have to have some care for yourself so that you can handle it
2: can i use money from our joint account to pay for my lawyer
1: our favorite answer
2: it, it depends. depends. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, initially, particularly for the initial consult or maybe sure. when you first retain a lawyer, um, you can spend your marital money before a divorce is filed on anything. Right. right? You can spend no it as your, as your marriage, you know, the rules it in your dictates. marriage or the dictates. However, if you don't want your spouse to know then you don't want to spend marital money you want to be careful you could always do something like take out a loan from a family member Mm -hmm. um if you take out a loan so that it is a legit loan it would be good to have a promissory note which is just a note that just says Dawn Smith borrowed $1,000 from Kristen Files and will pay her back at X rate with X percentage interest over this period of time. And it's always good to make a payment on that because then it looks like a real loan. So that when you go to the court and say, I had to borrow money from my lawyer, I need to get marital
1: money for it. The court will go, okay, that's a legit loan. Evidence, evidence, evidence. I don't know how many times I have had clients say, well, I have to pay our parents back, my parents back for the $20,000 they gave us. And that needs to be a part of the divorce settlement. But there's no written agreement. They've never made any payments. And it is very hard to prove that you have to pay your parents back or a family member back without some documentation showing you had the intention of doing that. So really think about that as well. Oh, and bar- On paying money for lawyers,
2: um, for marital money, Sure, you can. You know, sometimes one one party controls the finances and you don't have access to it. And the way that we make that work is we go to court on what's called a temporary hearing, where we ask the court for a temporary award of attorney's fees because— the judicial system has an interest in leveling the playing field. And we mm-hmm. actually have a statute that requires that so that both parties are insured access, if there's funds, to representation to help move the case forward. So if one party has control over the purse springs and won't give the money up, there is a mechanism to get to court. Otherwise, the court's going to look and expects, you know, that you're going to pay for your lawyers out of your marriage pot. Right. And um, if that hasn't been done, then that can be handled as part of a final settlement or part of a final trial if you're not able to get it settled.
1: Definitely. So the only thing I would add is don't be afraid. Then if you do not have your own personal account with your own personal money in it. If it's time and you've consulted and you're ready to move forward, you can use a joint credit card or a marital account to pay for your fees.
0: Can I have my soon-to-be ex-spouse pay my attorney fees? It depends. It depends.
2: So there are, in most states and certainly in Georgia, statutes that provide for the payment of attorney's fees, but it's not a for sure thing. I will tell you in a divorce action, um, the court or the is very interested in what's called leveling the playing field. So the resource spouse having more resources in order to pursue the action and the other spouse having no resources, the court will try to correct that. The problem is we have these human beings that are judges and each judge has a different idea. Oh, I'll award attorney's fees at the end of the case mm-hmm. versus at the beginning of the case or in the middle of the case. And that can really hamper a non-resourced spouse's ability to pursue the action. It does. But yes, you can. I do not believe you should count on it. Right. Um, that is what I tell people. And even if there is an award of attorney's fees, it's reasonable attorney's fees. Right? It is. It's, There's no guarantee they'll pay it all. And it's reasonable in rate, and it's reasonable in the amount, right? So how many hours you spend on something, are you arguing about useless, silly things, and the judge saying, I'm not going to order fees on that. Mm-hmm. So it depends.
1: Can we get divorced without lawyers? Hopefully. Um, there are some people who seem to be able to do it, but you have to really <laughs> be able to get along well and... The people who get divorced without lawyers are few and far between, in my experience.
2: I think there are probably more. We just don't see them. Yeah. So what can happen is, you know, in every county or jurisdiction, there's tip, there are typically forms online. And forms that for what's called an uncontested divorce, where you would go and you would fill those out, you'd fill in the blanks, this is my husband, this is me, this is where we live, we got no kids, or we got kids, and we're dividing everything up. And they'll even have a form for very basic, very rudimentary settlement agreement Mm -hmm. that you can fill out. If you've reached agreement on all major issues, and that would include children, child custody, child support, equitable division of asset and debts, and maybe spousal support, maybe. If you've reached agreement on all those and have written them down, whether it's in that form or on the back of a cocktail napkin, <laughs> and you've notarized it and signed it, you can get divorced. Yeah, you certainly can. Without a lawyer. It is... Um, it may take some patience in figuring out the process. Right.
0: What do I do if I think my lawyer is no longer working in my best interest?
2: You fire your lawyer. Get
1: well, a new one. I mean, you might ha- have you a might have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> we do support, you know, trying to talk things okay. out. Conflict resolution. <laughs> but you know, I think it's I say to clients often. And even at the consultation stage, this is your life, your children. This is very important. You need to feel comfortable and confident with the attorney whom you have. I I do not take it personally if someone chooses to go with another lawyer. You have to do what's in your best interest. So if you have a lawyer, again, I think it depends. If you all have had a good working relationship and there's been a communication breakdown, certainly reach out, try to have a conversation and see if you all can get on the same page. There's also nothing wrong with scheduling a consultation with a different lawyer while you're being represented by someone to just get a second opinion or or toss some ideas out there. And then if you decide after doing that kind of second opinion or additional research that you want to go with another lawyer, fire your lawyer and hire someone new. Yep.
2: This podcast will be updated every few months to reflect any development in the law and any additional questions you might have. If there's a question you haven't heard answered, email us at info at and we'll add it to one of our updates.
1: Please share this podcast with any of your friends or family who have family law related questions. If you are in the state of Georgia and would like to reach out to our offices, please call us at 404 909 8300 or email us at info at The
0: content on Untying the Knots does not constitute legal advice or the practice of law by Kristen Files, Don Smith, or Smith & Files, LLC. Listening to the podcast does not form an attorney-client relationship between you and the podcasters. All listeners should consult with a qualified legal professional regarding their individual questions, needs, or issues that may be of concern. We are not responsible for any action taken by a reader based upon any information on this site. All of the content Content on the podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. Don Smith and Kristen Files are licensed to practice law in Georgia.